but it's been a superhero cup for Francesco and his boys out there as continental Europe will take it all home in Abu Dhabi. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the Bunkered Podcast in association with Callaway. We are back. Happy New Happy New Year. I mean, it's now what the 18th of January. Are you still allowed to say Happy New Year to people at this point? I'm not sure. I'll say it anyway. Happy New Year. Hope you had a great time over the festive season. Michael McEwen here, sitting opposite me, Bryce Ritchie, Bunkered Editor. The dynamic has shifted back to its natural state, Bryce. Last episode of last year, you, of course, hosted. And may I just say, for the record, for posterity, you did okay. You did pretty well. I know. I know. You're quite chuffed, aren't you? Listen, you had some nice messages from your mum and dad saying I you did, did really well. No, so they don't, they don't listen. I, so it's uh, good to have it back to normal. Yes. You happy over what, there? What is it they say in Scottish football? When somebody gets back to the top of the table, they say it's... Normal services resumed. No, it's not that. It's something else. Anyway. Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, it was all right. Wasn't what? Great. I wouldn't look back and say, yeah, I would relive that Christmas. It's not one of your top ten. No, it's not in my top ten Christmases. <laughs> That's a private joke. And yes, I, I love you like it. that. I love you it. like that. I love it. Yeah, no, it wasn't a great Christmas. In what didn't, way? Didn't really watch a lot. I didn't feel that Christmassy. I'll tell you why. We, we got our tree early. Yes, so we, as Colin Montgomery told you to. Well, yes. Well, you're quite common, so you get, you get your tree <laughs> on the 1st of December. I'm not. But we got our tree a week early, and I just left it to my wee boy to decorate. And he did a crap job, and it didn't look oh, very really? good. And I said to the wife, I said, you'll have to, you'll have to tidy that up. It's a mess. What was wrong with it? Just was just didn't look very good. He was put like awful tinsel on it and stuff, so we took that off, and then it just looked dreadful. And there also wasn't enough stuff on it. And she said, "Yeah, I'll fix that," but she never did. Oh no! And I couldn't be bothered. So every day you looked at the tree, and it just looked a bit crap. But then we put the Christmas decorations under the house, and oh, sorry, 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 major you, problems. You put the Christmas decorations under the house. Yeah, well, the ones we're not using. Put them oh, the house. So right. I had to go under the house to go get them to fix the tree, and I just couldn't be bothered. So we sat there for like three, four weeks with this crap tree. And, <laughs> just uh, a tree with a couple of bits of plastic <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and homemade Christmas decorations are the ones they get at school, which are always oh, crap. Yes. You don't want them in the tree. Be like, that's my Christmas decoration. We made that in class. And you're like, oh, that's rubbish. Yeah. yeah, it's lovely. I'll put it on. I mean, didn't really watch any Christmas films. <sighs> yeah, it just wasn't. You know what I did do at Christmas, which I don't usually do, is I. I did quite a lot of drinking. I did quite a lot <laughs> that's of drinking. A good, that's a good advert straight off the bat. Yeah. It? I mean, there was, it was the 28th of December. There was football that night and my wife was working. It was about three, half three in the afternoon. He was on the Xbox and I just, I'm so bored. There's nothing to do. So I just went to the fridge and... <laughs> <laughs> I sat there till midnight. What? Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. It's during the day. Some people are actually working. I'm just, uh, literally sitting on the couch tanning laggers. Who's drinking? That's what they Who's call it. Who's drinking? That. Yeah. And you say, I'm coming. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Were you drinking at least a decent lager? No. No. Oh, I was drinking me. Bud Light. Oh, Jesus. I know. But if I was drinking one of your high oh, drink RPAs, I would be <laughs> being on the floor by six o'clock. So, how was your Christmas, Michael? It was great, actually. I had a very good Christmas. You know, when people say, it was quiet, yeah. You you, have, you play back to work bingo where you've got a big list of things that people will do and say to you on your first day back, like, how was your Christmas? Yeah, quiet. And you always have the awkward boss that comes around and gives everyone a hug and a kiss and all that. That was you this year, to be fair. You've, you've taken the mantle quite nicely. But you're just, 
you have these things that people just say as a matter of course. My Christmas wasn't quiet. It looked on paper like it was going to be quiet, but we actually ended up doing quite a lot of stuff. And I did feel Christmassy this year, strangely. Yeah, you like Christmas also. All about Christmas. Watched loads of Christmas films. Drank a lot of alcohol. Yeah, it was good. It was good. But over, and this is one of those things in the bingo sheet. Over in the flash, back to work. Here we go. And here we do go at the start of a, a brand new year, Bryce. Quite a thought about what Do we so, have to do all this again? <laughs> I don't think I can do all this again. No, I don't I don't have like time in my life for the drama. Michael. No, exactly. What what's what's your number one wish as we start twenty twenty three for golf? If you can condense it into a sentence, what would your dream be? Peace and love. It's a good sentence. Thanks. Yeah, it's a nice wish as well. Yeah, I, Something I, tells me we're not going to get that. Yeah, I want to go back to the old days. <laughs> I'm not talking, you know, 1984 with bellies and yeah, and rubber clubs and things like that. No, <laughs> not that. Uh, no, I, I would just want it to be a little bit less drama. I don't mind drama. I, I work in media. Drama's what makes the world go round. But a bit more the, golf would be good. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I completely agree. I think that may be. Uh, a long shot, to be honest. I'm I'm not seeing that happening. Mm. I don't know. This year's difference got a different dynamic to last year. Something else is off the ground, and it started. And but we're 18 days in, and Patrick Reed's suing more people. Yeah, so has I he know. sued you yet? No, but we were mentioned in his uh, documents. I think we're less said about that in the better. <laughs> but no, he's not. Not not yet. Not no. yet. I don't think. I don't think you want to be sued just in case. <laughs> I mean, 450 million is quite funny. And you laugh at it because it's somebody else. Yeah. But I think if that did land on our desk, I would think, oh, yeah. Uh. It's funny until you have to pay it. Yeah, until you have to go, any chance we could get a lawyer to sort that, please? I mean, I don't have- I mean, we don't think it's going to go anywhere. <laughs> but, yeah, no, just in case, just in case we get a judge. I mean, a bit of a moron. I don't have 1 million, let alone 450 of them, to give away to Patrick Reed. Yeah. So, for the record, we love Patrick Reed. We don't think he's ever done anything wrong. We think he's been unfairly treated I've, I've over the always, years. I've mm. always been one of his biggest fans. See, when he said he was one of the top, was it five golfers in the world? Yeah. I agreed with him. Yeah, uh, as did I. I think you know how can how can what can anyone dislike about Patrick Reed? Mm. Unblemished record, impeccable standards. Anyway. The Hero Cup. Did you watch any <laughs> of it? The Hero Cup. I watched bits of it. Uh, I. I Listen, I'm like everybody else. I just couldn't get into it. Why not? Is it because of the be- time of year? It's or because it's it? in January. Golf shouldn't be played in January. <laughs> <laughs> Which is terrible. But, you know, because th- it's funny. This is such... See, for golfers, King Golf, this is such an awesome time of year. Mm-hmm. All the big brands have released new gear. It's amazing. I think I'm going to jump the gun. We're going to have a podcast on the new gear, which we think is pretty cool. We've never done it before. Really excited about that. Read your notes, it's coming up Thank you. as well. Thank you. In know. about three hours, there's going to be an announcement on the new Pro V1, which we can actually tell people about. It's an awesome time of year to be a golfer. But there's just something about it being on the telly that doesn't kick in. And it's nothing to do with fields, although there is a little bit of that. I just can't... I can't get with the vibes, man. Oh, no. I think a lot of the thing with the Hero Cup was it just felt so... I know this is an obvious thing to say, but it felt like just a big commercial animal. You know, 
the hero name on it, the, the fact the players are all carrying the same bags, wearing the same logos, it's been played in Abu Dhabi because, let's face it, they've ponied up for it to be there, even though no players from the UAE are eligible to play because they're not from continental Europe or GB and I. It just felt... Which is all DP World Tour and that, that yeah. all, I know what you mean, that all links into the fact that it's, it's money related, there's not much prestige and history and heritage to it, hence the name. It's just all a little bit... Uh, I mean, I, t- I turned on, I swear I'm not making this up, within 10 seconds, Kit Alexander, and I like Kit, because he's a good guy, Kit Alexander says, you know, that here's the leaderboard in the inaugural Hero Cup, and you think, it's not, it's not really the inaugural one, though, is it, mate? Well, let's cover that, because it was the Seve Trophy in all but name, and there was a lot... I don't think anyone could have missed it over the weekend on social media. There was a lot of teeth gnashing and pedal clutching and general anger, more so than frustration. There was anger about the fact that this event was happening without Seve's name on it. The Seve trophy had the same format. It had the same teams. But it then disappeared because players weren't interested. Players who were eligible, who'd qualified to play, couldn't be bothered playing. And it just fell by the wayside because these events cost money to put on. That's why in its latter years, the Seve Trophy had sponsors like Vivendi and I'm sure it was not Canal Plu was involved at one point as well. It required people to put up the cash like Hero have done this year. But still people going, this is a disgrace. How could they possibly leave Seve's name out? It's not quite as simple as just saying, well, we'll put Seve's name back on for a number of reasons, one of which I've covered, the the fact that you need a sponsor to do it. to pay for the thing to happen, and they'll probably want their name on the title. And I think that, that, that and then you've got the Ballesteros's family, family. because Seve's name is a brand, and somebody owns that. The, mm-hmm. the family but owns it, it. Co- it. It's not quite as easy as just sticking his name. It's not on quite it. as easy as that. And you know, there were all remember all the discussions they had a few years ago about European Tour changing the logo, putting Seve in the mm. logo. I mean, without we've discussed this before, but without without Seve, where would the DP world be today? Mm-hmm. You know. And you wonder whether, if Seve had still been alive, whether that decision would have been made. I don't know. It's all just got a little bit messy. But I genuinely don't like the the space between the Ballesteros name, the family, and the European Tour. That should be close. And it's not. And they weren't very happy. I know they want to bring the tournament back. And I know they have to make money. I get it. I'm not naive to think they can just call it the Seve Trophy. They need. They can't put it on without, without some sort of financial backing. Mm-hmm. But it does show the situation that the DP world finds itself in. That they are effectively... Beholden to people with money. Yeah. And and they forever will be unless things somehow dramatically change. But I don't know. It, the, the concept is correct. It, it, it probably forces people to show a bit of interest and dedication to that side of the continent or that side of the world when it comes to golf. And... From a UK perspective, there's a lot of British players in there that will have done themselves no harm. Bob, as we all know, being one of them. Yeah, Bob McIntyre, he so played fantastically. Now, three points from four. Yeah, the weekend. playing pretty well. His attitude was was great. And, and as we know from Ryder Cup in the past, you have to show some sort of dedication to the cause in the lead up to the event for a captain to go, right, that was not the case with Russell Knox and it backfired on him. So Bob's doing the right thing. Bob will have thought it was a great event, and I think the players seem to enjoy it. But you look at the, there was no crowds, just no crowds, 
And that's all for me. That is always a bad look. And Absolutely. I have no idea how you turn that around. Do you get other sponsors and put more money into some of the events and squash the squash the season? I've always said that. I would think you would rather have bigger, better events, but fewer of them and more of them and less interest. But I don't work for the European Tour. No, it's one of those ones that I think that, that it was the right idea to bring it back. I agree with that. I called for it. If you remember. The morning after the walloping in Wisconsin in 2021, and you had lots of the usual apologists saying, oh, there's nothing to worry about. You know, we just got beaten by a better team. We did, but that's only part of it. There were things that Europe as a team, as a concept, was getting fundamentally wrong in preparing for matches. Things like not having the Seve Trophy slash Hero Cup. As you say, it was a great opportunity for players to take a claim for one of the spots in the team. I think it's much easier to pick a guy who has shown up and played well and you've seen him in a match play environment performing well. It's easier to give him the pick than it is to give somebody who hasn't been in that environment. It just You just learn more from watching those players in that environment than you would otherwise. Luke Donald admitted I, that I, himself I, afterwards. I would quite agree. What was it the... What were Smith used to say? A player, a team that drinks together wins together. Yeah, it's the <laughs> yeah. same type of thing. You know, if yeah. you bring them all together, you get a good idea of what they're like. I do think what happened, the last Ryder Cup was a, a circumstances collided with the sense that the US were just really, really good, and we didn't quite get it right. Mm-hmm. And it was a our, perfect storm. Yeah, perfect storm, and our best player didn't turn up, mm-hmm. and our captain made quite a lot of mistakes. As I've said this repeatedly. He looked like a captain that was nervous. He looked like he didn't want to be there. And he looked like he genuinely felt out of place. You could see it in his face on the Friday morning. Luke Donald will have had a little bit of that experience this weekend. And he's I think Luke Donald looks like a calm, collected guy, whereas Harrington's exactly not like that. Mm-hmm. So I think the personalities... Would Harrington have benefited from a hero cut? Potentially, yeah, because he's got he's all these potential players round about him and you get that awkwardness out of the way. Don't don't think that doesn't exist. You need to have a relationship with your captain. Luke Donald will be well aware that those players will be going away talking about what he was like. Mm-hmm. And he's also got time to spend. I'm not a huge Thomas Bjorn fan, but he's got time to spend with Bjorn and, and learn a wee bit of him, how he just interacts with the players, how he behaves. Your manner with your team is important, and I don't think Harrington ticked that box. When you then when you go out and play against a USA two were fantastic. Mm-hmm. You have to say it; they were mm-hmm. they were really really good. They were impressive. Luke uh, Donald now know, like silly simple things that might seem inconsequential, but he now knows what it's like when all four matches are on the course on the opening morning and what he's doing. Yeah, you know. Harrington didn't have that. The first experience the experience that Harrington had of that was Friday morning of the Ryder Cup. Luke Donald now knows, so this is what it's like when the players are out there. Yeah, and I Here's what be, I can do. Yeah. Here's what they can do. Absolutely. No, I think it'll be a good thing. It is miles away. September. I say it's miles away. It's, it'll soon be there and we'll be going, oh, well, can't believe it's September already. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get that point in June when someone says, Oh my goodness, June the 1st. How is it June already? It's because all the other months have happened. So that's that's how it's June already. But yeah, the Ryder Cup, it feels like a while away. It's not really. But as how are you feeling about it, Bryce, as a European? Do you have confidence, more confidence than you did maybe a few months ago? I'll, Where I'll, are you at? I'll, I'll make my decision when I've seen the team. We've got no idea what the team's going to be. 
and we still don't know. And I've yet to see any interviews with Duke Donald. I think you get a good gist of things. A captain, you cannot underestimate the importance of a captain. And I think I want to watch a few big time interviews with Luke Donald and let's get his um, demeanour. I think you can take a lot from what he's like in the media because that will translate to the players. You see with a football manager, football manager's making an idiot of himself all the time. Players know it. They won't they won't play for him. And that 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 personality's got to come across. I really like Luke Donald. Yeah, I me think too. Luke Donald is an intelligent guy. He's been there and done it. He knows the Ryder Cup. He's had phenomenal partners in the Ryder Cup. You know, his partnership with Garcia and so on. He's done reasonably well with Casey. Everything he's his history in the in the in the cup is not to be ignored. I just he's a he was a former world number one. The only thing he didn't do was win a major championship. A lot of European Ryder yeah. Cup stars that can say so that. There's a lot of them like that, and we know some of them. Who may or may not be involved, but yeah. we'll see. And I think he'll be I think he's dodged every bullet so far. I don't think he's really involved himself in too much, and I think that's a deliberate ploy. But I tell you what, I would love to see him win the Ryder Cup after everything that's happened. And genuinely, he's one of the good guys. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the best English golfers in the last 25 years. I'd love to see him win it. He's been dealt a shady hand. I mean, he wasn't their first choice. I think he should have been. I was on record as saying he should have been the first choice. He's got his chance now. It's come about under a bit of a cloud. He got it late in the day. I would be absolutely over the moon if he got to win that. It would be awesome. Before then, we've got the small matter of the new Netflix series. Bryce, you're saying at the start you want peace and love. How much of that you get may well depend on the content of this series. Full Swing, it's called. The first trailer dropped last week. Full Swing. You like the title? Yes, all right. I I was worried it was going to be something like, you know, don't know. Like From the Rough. (laughs) Teeing off the new series, all that stuff is just like, oh god, <laughs> making the cuts. That sounds that's like, actually not bad. It's all right, but you can hear it being on like a BBC Two continuity announcer, and that was songs of praise coming up now on BBC <laughs> Two, making the cut <laughs> with Claudia Winkleman. <laughs> <laughs> so cut is that because of the haircut? No, but yeah, nice okay. link. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, good. She's good from the fringe. All right, oh, yeah, just sorry. move on. Anyhow. Full swing. It is dropping, as the kids say, on Netflix on February the 15th. This is the thing that they filmed all of last season. The behind the scenes look at the PGA Tour, very much apparently in the drive to survive mold, if you've seen that Formula One series. Nope. There's a tennis series out just now. I know you won't have seen that for obvious reasons. Breakpoint. So these kinds of sports documentaries are massive. And we know it's been huge for Formula One, particularly in the States. I have some reservations about it. I think it's... Look, I watched the trailer when it came out last week and I thought, wow, like that looks awesome. I've since watched it about 20 more times in the name of work and I have a little bit of the fear. I think it could be a little bit superficial not really getting into the deep stuff that somebody who's absolutely mad about golf like me wants to know more about i think it's going to be here's justin thomas did you know justin thomas's dad is mike he's a pga pro and justin started playing i just i'm worried it's going to be a a wee bit 
Yeah. I don't know, but they can't make a thing on Netflix just for a golf audience. Well, They've that's got to it. make it for yeah. everyone else. I mean, the only thing is I've never heard anyone complain about the Formula One uh, one that they did. And that, um, my brother-in-law thought it was amazing. People who have, is he who into not, F1? Yes. Right. People who are not even into F1 have said it's great. I watched, the, I, I'm pretty sure there's a MotoGP one, and I didn't think it was that great. Now, you love MotoGP. I love MotoGP, yep. and I didn't think it was tremendous. I watched it for maybe 50 minutes, and I thought, you know what, maybe I was just impatient that day, but I thought it was a really, really slow start, because what they tried to do was introduce the teams. So here's the guy from Yamaha, and here's Rossi, and here's Honda. With Valentino Marquez. Rossi? Yeah, yeah. And he's his brother, Alex. And, and it's just like, I kind of know all this. Why, why are they doing this? And I hope they don't do that. But they also might have to. Yeah. To and bring I don't, new I don't people mind in. That. I mean, you would have to introduce Sahith Gala to people in this country anyway. He's yeah. not. He, he, people who are involved in golf every day know who he is, but even a general golf audience might not know. Mm-hmm. It's just, just how they do that and how much they labour that yeah. that could determine whether I, or not it's. I think it will be so good for golf. You know, it's funny, we were looking at pictures the other day. Was it you that showed me a picture from the Ryder Cup? Yeah, you were showing that picture on from Getty Images of the Ryder Cup team, the, the wives with those dreadful ah. jumpers. <laughs> and I keep saying this, do yourself a favour, right? Buy one of the jumpers. No, don't do that. Go go and look at pictures of tournaments from, you know, from like eight, 1987 to like 1993, 95 even, and go and look at the crowds, especially in Britain. Look at the crowds. They are almost all men. And almost every guy, and I know guys look older in their 40s than they do now, and I'm patting myself. <laughs> but they all look old. No offence to the old guys, but they look old. And there's so many men. And it just, it, it it's kind of like, that's old school golf. Look at golf crowds now. It's not like that. That's the thing, especially in the States. This will, I think, project that to the world that golf isn't because people think of golf as this old school game but it's actually I don't think it is like that and this series will hopefully showcase that to the world because yeah. I'm excited about it see when Rory when they brought in the, yeah, yeah. the bit where Rory silenced in the room whatever it was and Rory started talking I got goosebumps I real, don't care real goosebumps absolute goosebumps I was like that's fantastic that's Rory that's Rory he's got star power he is the man He's the biggest name in golf right now, out with you know Tiger playing. He's the star quality, and I think when he came on the screen and said that, I was like, "Oh, this is, this could be really good." It's funny, Rory wasn't one of the players originally listed as participating. His name was noticeable by its absence from the full list they revealed this time last year. Another name absent, Tiger Woods. Given everything that's happened over the last twelve months, yeah, not. Do you expect to see Tiger in it at any point? I don't know. I would very much doubt it. I think if you've got a commercial operation, which Netflix is, which you have to pay money to watch, can I see Woods being part of that for free? I don't know. I'm, I'm, It'll be the acid test of how committed he is to the PGA Tour and saving it from yeah. the big bad love. Well, I, I, I don't think there's any doubt that Woods will do his bit to save the PGA Tour. Whether he's involved in that, considering where he was last year, would he want people seeing him behind the scenes? You know all that and so on and so forth. He's still, he's still going on camera, 
with his legs covered. So I, I very much doubt mm-hmm. he'll play much of a part in it. There might be the odd cameo, which would be quite cool. Yeah, I really hope the the dash to Delaware is included. I suspect it won't be, but that's the, that's the, the dash kind of content. to Delaware. Yeah, it's a new race to Dubai. <laughs> Remember, Rory and Tiger hosting an emergency summit with players in Delaware. Right, dash to Delaware. I was not aware of that concept. I like it though. I'm, I'm just, not. I've, I've just called it that there because I like the alliteration of Dash and Delaware. Yeah, I gathered I'm, that. I'm not sure anyone else has called it that. Yeah, they I'm should, not, to be honest. Yeah, they probably should. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I'd I'm like just, that sort of stuff to be included. I've, I've seen a lot in the trailer of Poulter jumping around, and we'll come to Poulter in a second. But jumping around on the trampoline and all that sort of stuff with his kids—that's the bit I'm really not fussed about. It's you know, more my words. Successful millionaire golfer has family shock. I'm, of course he's going to do stuff like that. That's no surprise. And people at this point, given how ubiquitous these series yeah, are, see, I, shouldn't I, be surprised. Yeah, I like that. I want to see more about, right, this is what's going on. Yeah, but that is the behind the scenes. I love all that. You know, I love it when they talk about what they're doing away from the golf course. You know, Jason Day living in his, his, his motorhome, his RV with the family and all the, how they have outdoor barbecues and how they... What they, you know, where how they turn up, where they park, who drives it, all that. I, I like all that stuff. I'm interested in that, but not at the expense of the good stuff. I think what, it's the point I'm what, making. But but what do you think the good stuff will be? It's stuff like the Delaware and the meetings that they've had and conversations that they've had. I'm not expecting to see Jay Monaghan and Rory McIlroy talking about how they're going to kill off Liv. No. Not that naive, but I want to see. It's it's hard to describe what it is, but. I would just rather that they focused on the stories that affected the season rather than here's Ian Poulter washing the pots and pans. I think Do you know what I mean? Ha- yeah, I know, but I, I think they'll have to provide some long-term con- context to life on the PGA Tour because if they bring up this live thing, if you imagine trying to explain live to a non-golfer, they won't have <laughs> a clue. Even some of my pals who are into golf will say, what's going on with this live thing? They don't know. And that's... You can't present that on Netflix and and keep an audience engaged. They'll have to present some general. Here's life in the PG yeah. tour. You know, I, I I wonder if they'll go back to like guys like Azinger and stuff and Mark Halkovecia and so on. These guys that used to be on the tour provide the context, provide about like, yeah. what what life's like now and the money they're making. You know, because they're making half decent money. It's okay. It's yeah. not bad. Don't see them going on strike. Put it that way. <laughs> Wow. Political in the first uh, podcast of the year. Nice, Link. By the way, strike away. Fully, fully behind them, even though I'm probably going to, by the way, I might have to take Friday off to to cover because the wee one will be off school. Just (laughs) laying that out now. Because of the strikes. But strike away. Fully on board. The live element. Obviously, we didn't know whether this was going to be covered in the series or not. PGA Tour is heavily involved, as we know. This, we thought, was their gig. How are they going to deal with it? Are they going to just airbrush live out or are they going to include it? Judging by the trailer, they are going to include it. A lot of live players feature prominently Poulter's in there multiple times throwing clubs and tantrums, which is quite amusing. Bryson, I th- Bryson's not there. Brooks Kepka is. Dustin Johnson's there. I, 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 I th- Joaquin Neiman. This my, is going to be interesting my to see how they cover it. Yeah, my opinion this has changed. When, when we found out initially last year that they were doing this, I remember thinking, there's not a chance they'll mention living this. There's no way the PGA Tour mm. will want that to be broadcast to the world that some other, well, country with more money is coming and stolen all their players. How, how are they possibly, not all their players, 
just the old ones. (laughs) (laughs) And the really talented ones in Patrick Reid. Yes. How they've... The good guys. How they've managed to coax those guys with 54-hole format money and bring them into that. I thought, how were they going to do that? But I'm I'm being amazed. It just... Not as sounds ridiculous, but Netflix, I'm stunned how powerful they are. You might have you watched Harry and Meghan? We're going political again. Harry and I, I can honestly say I have not watched Harry and Meghan. I've watched that. Some of the stuff in that, I am blown away that that is in uh that is on your TV and you can sit and watch it. Some of the stuff they're saying. All right, uh, I'll, I'll indulge you. Give me give me one example then. For example. When they're talking about the Commonwealth and the history of the Commonwealth and its baggage when it comes to slavery, mm-hmm. race, and its links with the royal family, you think, how have they allowed that to go out on? How is? I mean, Harry is a member of the royal family. How is that on Netflix? That's like, to me, that's the biggest thing that's come that he is actually talking against his family's history mm-hmm. when it comes to race. And slavery, and its treatment, and it's just rampaging through the world and taking over countries and so on. You think, how is that? I can't believe that's on Netflix. So it doesn't. It would not surprise me if they just say, "Yeah, this other tour started, and they've nicked all our players." To me, that's small fry. I actually don't think the PGA Tour will have any say in it. Netflix will basically be saying, "We're doing this. However, we want it done our way." And you either agree to that or you don't. And if you're PGA Tour or Jim Orton, you would be mad to turn that down because every sport is doing it. It would just be typical of golf to say, oh, we don't really want to be part of that, thanks. <laughs> so they can't do that. You can't tell the story of last season, which is what the without, series is about, absolutely. without telling people about live. And if initially I thought they would do that, but no, they're not. No, it's the right decision. You've got yeah. to include it. Let's talk a little about live before we go to the break. Simple question, and it sounds loaded. What the hell is going on? Because we were told or led to believe that the full schedule for this season would be out by year end last year, that all their new players would be signed up by the same point. And there's been, at this point, nothing. Now, I gather that today or tomorrow they're going to announce that they're going to have a TV partner in the States, the CW Network, which broadcasts the likes of Gilmore Girls and One Tree Hill. I know that's one of your favourites. <laughs> oh. I was more of a Party of Five guy. Where I like Party really? of Five, yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt, I liked yeah, it too. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. But it's a network that has no history in sport. It does... Is that right? Teen, yeah, it does teenage soaps. Your kind like. of stuff. Yeah, exactly. A bit of comic book stuff, you know, I think Flash was on it and... It's the fifth, is it not the fifth biggest TV network in the States? Well, this is the thing, it's big. It's got affiliates in something like 30 odd territories across the States. It's a, it's a big deal, but not in sport. You think sport in the States, you think CBS, NBC, n- not the CW network, but anyway, it appears that's where Liv's going. That is really it for the noise and the announcement. So, excuse from Liv. me, and you might not know the answer to this, but mansplain this to me for a minute. Do you have to, if you've got a TV, so this is the thing I don't oh, get yeah. about Americans, right? Do you go into America and you go and get a telly and you plug it into your wall? And does your this house, have cable? What do you have to pay for cable? Is there like a BBC one that's free? What do you get? Do you just get 
like Channel 5? I have no idea. So is Genuinely it, no yeah, idea. That's the thing I don't understand. I think you do have to pay for some bits, maybe, but I, yeah. I honestly don't know. If you know, Let if you're know. American listening in, DM us. Because we want this. to know, because I think that's the important element as well. Yeah. Is the CW network free? Or are you going to yeah. be watching, paying to watch live? But in terms of live overall, that's kind of it for the announcements. We were expecting more. We were told there would be more. Yeah. What? Well, should, to be should, fair, should we be worried the, for live? Their very first tournament, that there was discussions that like three weeks before that it might not even take place in London. Yeah. Um, and it did. And it was pretty cool. It was a big success. I'm not, I'm certainly not going to write them off. It's a bit strange they've not announced their schedule, but I, I don't really have any, I don't really have any worries about it. Why would I? I know they've lost, is it two significant players in their backroom team? Mm-hmm. Which is quite a big deal because they were major players. Uh, and yet and people come and go yeah, in jobs, don't that they? That happens. So, but they've got to be replaced. Yeah. Um, and the TV network is what we've said all along. that they, they need to be on TV. To legitimise that tour, it needs to be televised. I'm not saying you, you, that YouTube's a bad thing, but Live sport isn't really played out on YouTube. I know the US Open is on, your tennis thing is on uh, Amazon Amazon, and so on. And there's there's rugby games on Amazon. I get all that. But this is a, is it 14 events next year? It kind of should be on TV. And that, that's, that's what they need to reach the bigger market. Whether that television deal is going to do the job. I'm not, I'm not surprised I don't expect any more players. I think they've. I think they've said they're going to get one or two. There seems to be one that's kicking about at the moment. That seems to be Mito the, Pereira. Yeah, he's the one that's maybe going to join. Maybe there'll be another. Are you surprised that, let's say, Patrick Cantley, for example, and Xander Schofley, who've been heavily linked for months and months, it would appear, stand to be corrected, but it would appear that they're going nowhere. Are you surprised by that? I'm surprised by Cantley, because if if we're led to believe. Some of the chat, he was just minutes from saying yes. And certainly, I know that Shofley, behind the scenes, there were some people worried that he was another to go. But Cantley looked as though it was, yep, I'm gone. Maybe he's changed his mind. Still don't know yet. No. I think I think they said there's one or two people that might join, which would they maybe get them to leave Cantley for a big splash announcement because that would be a huge pretty, yeah. that would be pretty big i know for your average golf fan in the uk he's maybe not a huge name but he is a big deal that guy's going to be around for the next 10 10 years 15 years so i think that would be a shock if he went I, i'm expecting live to just carry on where it left off this is not a key year for live they're just going to carry on with the left off and i expect them to go ahead and have every event and it to go the way they think it will go. It's next year that's the big deal, and the year after that, sustaining growth. They have to start making money. Yep, they're they're not in this as we all know. They're not in this to just throw money about. Correct. There's, as we've learned from some of the reports, there was a financial breakdown of what they need to bring in, and at the moment they are nowhere near it. But they're at the beginning. That's it. We we covered it quite extensively in the the latest issue of the mag which you can still go out and get. And 
what I think we were able to demonstrate was that the the financial success of Live and its own longevity kind of hinges on a gamble that they're taking that people will buy into the franchises, the teams. Monumental gamble. However, as you've said, if they can pull that off, that's the thing. That's mega. That if is, they can pull it off. If they can pull that, that's a lot of teams that they need to pull off. Yeah. A we lot are, of teams. Where we are right now is we are, imagine you were at the start of the NBA and all these new franchises showed up and they had stupid names like Lakers and Pelicans and all that sort of stuff because that's what we've got. We are at the start, but the difference is there's already an established NBA there that's doing just fine. Liv is trying to make people go, see that team part? That's the bit. Buy into it. They're hoping that people are going to start following and supporting Smash GC, for example. Smash. And the Niblicks and the Majestics. That's their goal, and that is what they're hinging the success of that on. The reason I say it's a monumental gamble, as you say, see if it comes off, wow. And if it doesn't, it's the complete opposite extreme. Yes, there will be no exactly. little middle there's, ground. There is this. no middle ground in live. There's no point in there's Boom no point. Bust. In, there's no point in having live the way it's going to be in 2023 and 2025. Mm-hmm. No point whatsoever. That's why, hand on heart, it will not be here in 2025. If it's the same as 2023, something has to change. They can't just keep handing out millions. They can't just keep having all these events with no sponsors. They can't have that. It just does not work. And as regards CW Network, look, better to be on some channel than no channel, I would say. Mm-hmm. That's my take. But then again, according to some, I am the mouthpiece of live. I tell you what, I wish I was. You would get really handsomely paid for it. Exactly. Imagine- not that you're, not, that you're hand- not handsomely paid now, but you would be handsomely paid. <laughs> Imagine the car I'd be driving. Imagine the watch I'd be wearing, the holidays I'd go on. I mean... I wish I was, Bryce. I wish I was. Anyway. Oh, shit. Completely forgot to wish Ian Poulter a happy birthday at the top of the show. How did we miss that? Sorry, Poults. Oh, my God. Belated happy birthday. I mean, what did did you think of that last week? I've I've had my say. I wrote a column about it on Friday. So I think everyone can now go and read if they haven't read it. That's what I think. What do you think? I'm not. I thought it was a bit weird. It's just a birthday mention. But. It goes to show he's not turned his back. That's the that's the thing. He has not turned his back. He's still got an interest in it, which says it all. Well, anyway, right. We've got some new gear to talk about and some 2023 predictions to go through after the break. Do not go anywhere. Everyone expects distance from their driver. We're shifting the paradigm to deliver far more than that. We constructed the first ever 360 carbon chassis. It's 44% lighter than titanium, shifting weight to actively enhance both distance and forgiveness. Now you get 15% tighter downrange dispersion in our longest driver ever. This is the new paradigm in performance from Callaway. Welcome back. Part two of this week's Bunker podcast in association with Callaway, the first one of 2023. Michael and Bryce here. Before we get into predictions, which I know you're all very excited about, a couple of things. Bunkered Live. Bunkered Live is back once again this year, actually back twice again, taking place at the NEC in Birmingham next month and then the Royal Highland Centre 
just outside Edinburgh in March. Lots of great things happening at the show, loads to come along and see and do. And if you book now, pre-book your tickets, you'll get them for only £15. Book four together and you'll get 15% off. Should add, under 16s go free. Students and over 65s also get a concession rate of 20% on the ticket price. You'd be mad not to come along. You'll also, if you pre-book, you'll get a £5 voucher to spend within the in-store retailer at the event, a free copy of the latest issue of Bunkered, and £20 off with Bunkered golf breaks also with your show ticket. Full details, bunkeredlive.com. Speaking of Bunkered golf breaks, this is an absolutely incredible deal. Kudos to Craig Stevenson and the team. I don't know how they've put it together, but they have, and it's amazing. Trump Turnberry. I can't believe that we're about to give this away, but one night, two rounds, so that's a round on the Ailsa course that, of course, has hosted the Open on multiple occasions and another round on the King Robert the Bruce course, along with bed and breakfast from only £209 per person. Bryce, that's that's unbelievable value, is it not? It is indeed, Michael. Limited dates available, so please be quick. They are flying off the shelves go to the Bunkered Golf Breaks website to take full advantage. Lots of good stuff happening early in the year. New gear, Bryce. Now, this I know you mentioned at the top, this is one of your favourite times of year. It is new gear season. All of the big brands are coming out with their, their new products. Callaway, you heard the advert there. For the Callaway Paradigm Driver, you've also got the TaylorMade Stealth 2. You've got the Cobra Aerojet. You've got the Ping G430. Wilson Dynapower, a new Titleist Pro V1, gear, 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 everywhere you look. It is, if you're into that stuff, and every golfer should be, a spinal, what a time of year. As Spinal Tap says, too much. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've got a complaint with the brands. Stop releasing stuff. Why? All at the one time, because think of our poor souls who have to update websites <laughs> with details about what this, and review this, and review that. There's too much stuff. And they all release it at the same time. Give us a break. <laughs> but a minor it, quibble. It never used to be like this. But yeah, amazing. I love this time. This time of year, I love reading about all the new gear. Love looking at new pictures. All the little things. I am that geeky. I like to see how brands present it in the press releases and how one brand does it to the next. I always think it's pretty good when a brand sends something out and then phones you up to say, "Did you get it? What do you think?" I think that shows a bit of class. And I love the presentations. You know, I've been at so many presentations where a couple last year that were just fantastic. I love the R and D. So that was my that was really my first time going to a big product presentation with you last year, Bryce. We mm-hmm. went down to Callaway. Yeah, yeah. We've both been to multiple ones, you know, out with one another, but that was the first one we went to together. And I was quite surprised in the car driving from Gatwick Airport to Callaway HQ. You're you're like a jack in the box, pretty much jumping about, buzzing yeah, yeah, at the prospect I, of seeing new gear I, I because you genuinely have a total passion yeah, for it. Yeah, I, I love it. it. It's exciting. I get all the negativity. I love looking at the, you know, our Facebook, other people's Facebook pages are all awash with people complaining about new gear. But as I've said a million times, you don't have to buy it. Well, that's it. No, even the brands will say that. So why do they release new stuff so often? Because that's, that's the question that an average punter will the have. The market demands it. And, and the, this is the thing. See if nobody bought it. They wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. There is a market out there for new gear. People want new equipment. They want upgrades, you know. And if you look at some of the brands are saying, you, you, 
you'll get three extra yards on this, you'll get seven extra yards on that. You know, that this fallacy that people will say, oh, they're coming out saying you got another 25 yards, That's no, no brand has ever said that. No. I remember being at a launch about 15 years ago where somebody launched new irons and they said they would give you one yard of extra difference. But you're not, no one's buying irons thinking they're going to get an extra 20, 30 yards. It doesn't work like that. And if you are buying them thinking that, whoops. It's what you're trading on on the clubs that you've currently got. If you're the type of golfer that buys new gear every 12 months, then you are getting gains, but your gains are not going to be as big as mine. I've got four-year-old irons. I know when I buy new irons, they're going to go quite a difference. I'm going to get more forgiveness. I'm going to go longer. Simple as that. That's how it works. But yeah, I I think the this year is quite different. I think with, with, you know, let's cherry pick some names, like the the new ping stuff, when you get a ping G430, when you get new, new ping gear, you kind of know what you're getting because ping are that reliable. They don't do anything outrageously different. That's why ping is so successful and their clubs are just fantastic. James has just literally last night put a review on our YouTube channel. Go and see what he's got to say. That's our gear editor, James Tate. He's, he's reviewed yeah. everything that's come in yeah, so far. Yeah, absolutely. Bro. The Cobra stuff is immense and, and Cobra... You know, you cannot, you're always tempted to say, well, they're always a wee bit cheaper. It doesn't mean you get less quality. What Cobra I've got, I think, is unbelievably good. And the looks on that driver are fantastic. And I think from, you would say, the big two, your Callaway and the TaylorMade, they're quite different because Stealth 2 is a second-generation driver. Last year, TaylorMade did the whole new thing. This year, it's Callaway's turn. So they're kind of going at it head and head. And I think the... The comparisons are, are pretty. Yeah, what uh, you mean by that is the Callaway paradigm is a whole, it's a whole, new, it's a whole new, it's a whole new family with a completely new tech story yeah. behind it. And yeah. I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll go into that in a bit of a deeper dive in a in a podcast down the line. The next couple of weeks we'll do that and and we can have a bit of chat. What we're going to do is bring James Tate in. The only thing is, probably we should really film that because he's so handsome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I think that if if you are, I mean, haven't you mentioned the Pro V one? And I can't say much about the Pro V one because technically. It's, it's under embargo yeah. at this time. By the time that people listen and you to can, this, the embargo will lift, but yeah, let's just play ball. But you can get shot for mentioning stuff under, uh, out with embargo time. I don't want to get shot. I, I, I'm, I'm like a broken record, but look at the quality of equipment that you're looking at right now. I, I, the, the Mizuno drivers downstairs playing with that this morning in the office. The ping, new ping irons are downstairs. Just look at the equipment you were getting in 1987, 1991. Compare it to now. We're laughing our heads off, honestly. So all the reviews, as we said, James has he's hit everything. He's reviewed everything. Go and check out his reviews at the Bunkered website, bunkered.co.uk, or watch them on the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash bunkered. Right, prediction time. And Bryce has just looked across the desk. His eyes have widened because I don't think he's got anything prepared for that. But that, ladies and gents, is the beauty of Bryce Ritchie at his best when he's totally winging it. How do you think we put the mag to print? You know what I mean? Hey! <laughs> so, I've got organisation and Excel sheets and things like that. Yes, yes, exactly. Anyway, we're just I'm, I'm not going to give you any time to think about it. We're just going to crack straight on. Predictions for 2023. Each going to take it in turns. We've got three predictions each about things that we expect to happen, hope to happen, whatever it might be. And I'm going to start with you, Bryce. What is your first prediction for this year? I don't think I have predicted this in all the years we've been talking about a certain somebody going to a certain state in the Southern Lands. 
but you have, but I haven't. Oh, no, I'm confused. I think when he turns up at this little tournament, I think he is going to finally get the green jacket. And I predict that Rory will win the Masters. Whoa, okay. And I know I said last year that he can't do that, but I think I've said before, this is a different Rory. Yep. I'm not saying he's the complete finished article, but he's as close, when he's at his best at the moment, he's as close to it as he's ever been. And I think mentally, he's in a really good place. And this sounds awful, right? But I think he'll do it because I don't think, the, and I think he'll get the benefit from it. And I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I don't think the competition that he will face is going to be as good as it's been in previous years because of Liv. Okay. I mean, John Ram's playing great. <laughs> we can't ignore that. Yeah. Scotty Scheffler, defending but the, champion. But there's not... Patrick Cantley. But there's Victor not... Victor Hovland. Yeah. Whoa, okay. But, but there's not... There's not... There's another five or ten guys in there that should be all over it. And I think that, well, because of the way they're going to be playing golf this year, like if they're only playing 14, 16, 17 times, that's not a lot of golf. And I and I think the style of golf that those live guys will play will affect their chances in the majors. You mean 54 holes, yeah. shotguns? Yep. Different. It's totally different. So... I just don't think they will be. Uh, we, we've talked about getting you get you when you turn up to U.S. Opens, and so you need to get a run of games, and not run of games. Sound like a Liverpool manager. <laughs> you need to get a run of games. Sorry, who was that? Jurgen Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think you need to get a few tournaments under your belt. Yeah, that's uh, not going to happen, and I think that will affect them which will benefit the players on the PGA Tour, most likely Rory. Bold. I genuinely did not see you predicting Rory winning the Masters, just given where you've been on Rory's prospects over the last wee while, so that, mm-hmm. that's a shift. My first prediction, kind of similar. I think that somebody, I predict that somebody will complete the career Grand Slam this year. That's a good one. Because that might be Rory. And I would love it to be Rory, but I'm not going to go all out and say it will be Rory. Jordan Spieth, he interests me greatly. Just missing the PGA Championship, US PGA Championship. (laughs) He interests me greatly. (laughs) He vexes me. I'm terribly vexed. And I just, there's something about Jordan that I think that if everything goes to plan. That's what they should have called the Netflix series. There's There's something something about about Jordan. Jordan. Oh my God. I'd have watched that. Yeah. I would have watched that. Just hopefully no hair gel scene. I think that if Jordan... What? Never mind. If Jordan... Oh, get, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's got... I'm pretty sure he's had a weave done. Oh, Jordan. I think he might have. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a really good He had an Arnold well. Palmer yeah. style thing going on for a while. Yeah. And it's not like that now. A bit like Wayne Rooney. And next year, me. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jordan uh, actually is more likely to win the PGA Championship this year than Rory is to win the Masters, and I can't explain why. I think just have a feeling. I just—I I know I said this last year about somebody else, but I just have a I feeling don't think he's going to do can, something. I don't think you can go to these major championships and have the kind of wobbles that he has and get through it. I know the Sony Open last week—you've gone from leading to missing the cut. Yeah, I mean, Jesus. I, I, that's quite terrifying he's always got that in him he's always he's always got some 27 inch putt 
<laughs> I just don't. <laughs> I, I love Jordan Spieth. At one point, he was the finest player at the game for about six, six eight months. Mm-hmm. He's just, I don't know. Something in the back of that head gives me the fear. But he's phenomenal. But there's always something crazy about him. And that that's why we love him. Exactly. Prediction number two from you, Mr. Ritchie. Your man, or my man, I think Thomas, Justin Thomas, will win probably four or five times this year. Hold on. Including, four including or five. major. Oh, so four or five plus a major. Yes. Right, where are you getting that? I mean, how hard ha- is it to win I have a couple it, of times? I have it in my bones. You said this last year. I think Justin Thomas is a phenomenal talent. This time last year, for eight weeks leading up to it, you said, by the way, Justin Thomas is winning the Masters. He's winning the Masters, and, and he and didn't. I, and I, and I'm, I'm standing by all that nonsense. I love Justin Thomas. I think he's a phenomenal golfer. and I think when Four he, or five times is a hell of a lot. Yeah, yeah. and he's good enough. It's going to happen. It's either him that wins the Masters or Rory. <laughs> so which major then, to put you on, on the spot? The Open is at... Is it Bur- Royal Royal Liverpool? Royal Liverpool or Royal Liverpool? Hoy like Hoy like, yeah. Let's get him written all over it, doesn't it? Does it? <laughs> don't, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do think he's um, but just I just like his like his demeanor. My second prediction, <laughs> not about a player and not about a win. I predict that one of the the big three, as in the heads of tours. Keith Pelly, Jay Monaghan and Greg Norman one of those will not be in post by Christmas at least one wow it's too much going on there was too much noise last year and I don't think any of those tours never mind the game can afford another year like that this year I think a lot is going to hinge on the outcome of the legal stuff we know that uh, UK based arbitrator is going to rule next month on whether or not the the DP World Tour has a right to ban players from playing because of competing in live at the same time. That could have a big impact on the DP World Tour in its direction. The PGA Tour, I don't think it's on a much safer peg, if that's the right way of putting it. They're going to have their own legal issues and their own legal fight coming about, we think, in the autumn or the fall, which may be the fall of Jay. And then, if things don't go well for Liv, how can you possibly keep Greg? I like, like, I like Pelly a lot. I like Greg Norman. I don't know Jay Monaghan, so it gives me not any pleasure to say this. But one of them, at least, is going to have to go for the right kind of change, the peace and love that you spoke of to happen potentially. Yeah, I, I think they're all, with the exception of Norman. Norman's never done that job before, mm. so I give him a little bit of a break, but. Pelly and Monaghan are well-versed in CEO world and leading an organisation. You've no idea how hard a job that is. But it's our job to criticise when we feel as though they've done something wrong. And they both have made mistakes, certainly with Liv, certainly with being a bit more honest. You know, Monaghan, there was nothing from the PGA Tour's history. They said they had this money in the bank until Phil Mickelson, God rest his soul, Mickelson... (laughs) Came out and said all that. And when he said it, we slated him for it. And we we shouted at him for being greedy and what is this known? Well, like, what is he talking about? But actually, a year later, 
Mickelson made a lot of good points, and he was he right. He made them badly. He made but they them were good badly. Nonetheless. They were good nonetheless. And suddenly, the PGA Tour found all this cash. Then they come out and say, "Oh well, we were always going to do this." You know, like, see if you were always going to do this, Phil Mickelson would have known that, and he would have said that, but he didn't. And as we know, Phil, he's been pretty honest and to his discredit. <laughs> so I can get it. You're allowed to criticise them because they do, make, you they do make mistakes. You've got to hold them to account. They're yeah, the people in charge. It's and a hard job, but yeah. they do make mistakes. And that is why they get paid so much money because it's a, such a hard job and the consequences of failure are huge. Spot on. Prediction number three from yourself. I predict that we were just talking about equipment. I predict that there will be a massive discussion on the future of the manufacturing of golf equipment this year. I think they'll have to come out with something that's going to be a bit more concrete. We've been discussing this for years. There was all the talk about they were going to uh, get together with the RNA, USGA, and discuss how they were going to take it forward. That was a few years ago. Still haven't happened. In that time, Fred Ridley's said, we're going to have to do this, make some changes if the bodies don't do anything. He's gone and done it. We're going to get a new hole <laughs> yeah, the Masters this year that's going to be 40, 50, maybe 60 yards longer it's going to change the shape of that hole it's going to change the strategy not for all players but it will change the strategy for some players Bryce is talking about the 13th just uh, in case you hadn't gathered that but yeah, 13, 13 it's happening so that will in turn create debate about why they're doing it Yep, and I think the RNA and the USGA have to come out this year and say something. I am on record saying that this will not be quick. If they are going to make changes to tolerances and so on and so forth, whether that's CORs uh, on the ball or whether it's CORs on the club face of drivers or whether it's um, changes to golf balls or whether we're having even a discussion on a tournament ball, that could be 10, 15, 20 years away. They will not be doing this within three, four years. It's not going to happen. As one, how do I say this without giving his job away? I've already said he was a man. Somebody from a major manufacturer told me this ain't ever going to happen. Said that there's no way the RNA and the USGA will reduce golf clubs. I kind of agree with that because then you're going to have an awful lot of people but even then, whose clubs will be illegal. So but, I can see them drawing a line in the sand yeah, and saying but no that, more. But a lot of those clubs will be illegal, elite, uh, illegal, but it would be 10, 15 years down the line before they would be illegal. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So they'd grandfather so them they, out. Yeah. So same with they did with wedges and so on. So yeah. what are they going to do? Will they just stop where they are or will they roll back? Or will they ignore the golf ball or will they roll back? That's whatever way that goes, that's going to be huge. You imagine telling a golf club manufacturer, by the way, see the see the, the forgiveness levels and the <laughs> distance you're getting now. Yeah. You're not allowed to go past that for the next you, we will monitor how much you can eke out of that. It's almost disturbs the future of R and D and growth. Whether you're right or wrong with that. There's a whole other discussion there, which we could probably speak about. I know I could speak mm -hmm. about that for three or four hours, whether anyone would want to listen to that, I have no idea. But that's a huge discussion. And I think, I predict that this year, that will kick off. Okay. The RNA 
USG have to make some sort of announcement this year because this has been dragging on as it always would. They just can't keep going. Yeah, we know they've had their Distance Insights project that they've been working on for oh, since old Tom Morris was a boy. So it's you're right, it's, it's been a convoluted process. He started the Distance <laughs> Insight project. <laughs> <laughs> the club face is too hot, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> It now feels like maybe a good time because the new rules, we know they update them every four years, the new rules have just been done. If you were wanting to even introduce something in four years' time and then something else again four years after that, now's the time to give people time to prepare. I'm sure they'll have had, had conversations with the, the big equipment manufacturers. I'd hope they would have throughout all Previously this Previously they haven't. But the Distance Insights report did incorporate them, is that right? So, yeah, I, I, think, you, I think you could be right. Something's got to happen sometime. So why not now? So that is your third prediction. My third prediction. Ricky Fowler will win <laughs> at least once this year. And I'm not even joking. Best off. Seriously, I said last year multiple times and I was very wrong. I think Ricky will win certainly he's, once this year. It looks like he's, he's, he swings very different yes. to what it was. Now, you can turn around and say, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? I think, personally... Looking at what he has now, might not be the swing he grew up with, but it's a swing he can grow old with, if that makes sense. Yeah, but it's you, more repeatable. The it's problem more is consistent. it's more repeatable, but the, 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 the thing is, can you can you produce that swing and make it reliable and give you what you want under the gun? And that's the, the thing. For the couple of years that he's been working on it, no. But I think he's just too good a player that it, it, can't, it can't continue like that. He has to... Yeah, man, he has to turn a corner. I want him to turn a corner because Look, as much as we've had fun at his expense on the pod since we started, I love Ricky. He's, he's, a, I, he's yeah, a great guy. He's Look, great for golf. Always, well, we'll have a comeback. Yeah. Look, there's Aaron Badley last week. Yeah, well, geez, yeah. Do you know what? He's 41 years old. Go away. He's 41 years old. If you look back at the member of the days Aaron Badley came out on tour, young guy, everyone thought, oh my God, what did he do? Made swing changes. Yeah. And that, that just, it killed him. And and then confidence kicks yeah. in. Golf is, we've all said this, golf is a confidence game. That's why I've got massive faith in Rory Augusta. He will just be the most headstrong, confident guy more than anyone else as soon as he steps on that first tee. And that's what Rory, it's what Ricky's been missing. Ricky turns up and he's, he's just not confident. He needs a run. Do I think he's going to win? I think that's a huge ask. It's a huge ask, but somebody has to win every week. And if you look at some of the guys that have been winning on the PGA Tour, oh, he's, really? he's no worse than them. Yeah. So I, I think he can do it. I hope he does it. But I fully expect to be sitting here this time next year going, yeah, so prediction number three. I know I said the last two years, but I think Ricky's going to have a top ten this year. That'll be my prediction next year. Aye, on the Champions Tour. <laughs> oh, uncalled for. Anyway, let us know your predictions. DM us, tell us what you're expecting to see over the course of the next 12 months. Podder of Merit is back, ladies and gents. I know that this is the one you've all been waiting for. A brand new season. Price, remind me, it's 4-1 to me. Is that right? Whatever. No, 3-1. 3-1 to me, sorry. Really so, we did promise changes and I think we can reveal now that going forward, and we've discussed this before, but going forward, you will not be able to pick the same player twice during any one season unless that player wins in the week you pick them. For example, if I pick 
Shane Lowry to win Abu Dhabi this week and he doesn't win, he's out. I can't pick him again until a new season starts. But if he wins, he's back in the game. That sound fair? That sound good? That's good with me. Excellent. Right, Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship. Bryce, I'm going to defer. I'm going to let you choose your man. Abu Dhabi. Who is it going to be? I think this is the second time I've picked him in the last few weeks, but I'm going to go with Nicholas Hoygaard. Nikolai. Nikolai, sorry, Nikolai Hoygaard. What do you like about him? Um, same stuff I said a few weeks ago when I picked him, and he made a meal of it on the, on the last day. But I think he's, he's got a good record out there, and he, I think he, he was a... Do you not replace his brother in that yeah. uh, team? Rasmus. Yeah, and he did quite well, so... And a bit of form. I noticed that was it Anthony Wall. So Anthony Wall was talking up Bob and said Bob looked Bob McIntyre looked uh, just bouncing about the Hero Cup in great form. Everything he says he thinks he'll take that to that this week. But his I'm team gonna, won the pro am yeah, earlier yeah. today. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go with um, Nikolai. Nikolai. It's a good shout. I know it's a good shout. Don't dislike it, but. I am going for a man who I think has won this event before. Yes, he has won the event before. Showed some good form tail end of last year. Won the tail end of last year. And point to prove this week coming in off the back of a losing captaincy in the Hero Cup. I'm going for Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy, I think, am I right in saying Tommy's now based out in Abu Dhabi or the UAE? He certainly has a base there and spends a fair bit of time. Likes the facilities, used to the facilities... Yaz Lynx, I think, will suit him. It's a bit more of a, by definition, a Lynxy style course than Abu Dhabi Golf Club, where it's been previously. Has he got wispy Lynx rough and pot bunkers? Yeah, the, the, the guy. And a 40 mile an hour wind off the sea and it's freezing cold. <laughs> That's the That last bit? No, doesn't have that so much. But yeah, I, I think it's the style of golf course that will suit Tommy Fleetwood. Just fancy him to continue, pick up where he left off at the end of last year. He needs to be in that Ryder Cup team, I think. Yeah, he's found a wee bit of form, hasn't he? He's been reasonably quiet, but uh, yeah, no, he's found a bit of form. Great guy. Yeah, one of the best. He's got Shane Lowry and Thomas Peters for company in the opening couple of rounds as well. So, Nikolai Hoygaard versus Tommy Fleetwood in the Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship in the first event of the Podder of Merit Season 5. Interesting, a few live players playing there as well. I'm just looking. Patrick Reed is playing alongside David Law and Jamie Donaldson. Lee Westwood alongside Ross Fisher and Victor Dubuisson. And Ian Poulter out in the third group with Miko Corhonen and Matthew Pavon. Yes, have that, Ian. <laughs> Early start. <laughs> uh, well, it's going to have a long lie, but uh, well. Belated happy birthday, Ian. Yes, sorry about that. So, right, let's finish up Honesty Box, back for another year. And this was your call, Bryce, this question. It's prompted by something you saw on social media. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you explain. <clears throat> Just stealing it. Somebody said... Um, Just stealing it. <coughs> why, why, why pretend? Recycling content. Yeah. Somebody said, you know, how much would you pay to just get around at Augusta National? Now... This is a one-off. You don't get to do it again. The only people that can play Augusta National are members. Mm-hmm. You, you have to be be a member at Augusta. We, we haven't... I've seen what I believe to be the membership list at Augusta, but it's... Uh, the names, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you need to be extremely wealthy 
in a major corporation be invited you got to be the chief executive of Deutsche Bank yeah something like that and even then you're still struggling again you need to know somebody <laughs> would you like to John I go uh, or you need to be a tour player and qualify for the Masters by being in the top 50 in the world or win the the amateur championship or the US amateur championship or be a female and qualify for the women's Yep, the ANWA. ANWA. Or I think you can be a guest of somebody and get to play, but even then they're a bit picky. See, when you're a guest of somebody, like if somebody comes up to Balfron, TPC Balfron, should say, we can sign them on for a tenner. Yep. Any idea roughly what the sign-on fee is at Augusta? Eight million. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think there is one. I don't think you walk into the pro shop and get a bag tag. <laughs> but it's so, it, it's just, the opportunities to play it are fleeting. I mean, mm -hmm. we're not even allowed in the pro shop anymore than you used to be, but you're not now. The only yes, other thank way, you to the Japanese journalist who bought all of the Scotty Cameron putters with Augusta's logo on it and, then and sold them on, them on eBay. eBay. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. The only other way, of course, is to be a journalist, put your name in the hat, and pray that you come out. Remember to put your name in the yeah, hat. Yeah, yeah. There's only about 24, 28 guys that get that every year and that's luck of the draw so the chances of playing Augusta are for mere mortals like us slim to all mm -hmm. nothing negligible negligible so if somebody's got said, a well, greater how... chance probably of getting a date with Natalie Imbruglia you're still in, I mean she's in her late 40s is she not that's fine by me god's sake it's the word for that mature or something <laughs> I was going to go another M word. Yeah, let's not. Go there. So if somebody said, how much would you pay? It's uh, When you put it that way, you think, well, you're thinking, ah, a grand, two grand. No, you've got to think about this. You get to play Augusta and you get to play it on your terms. So I'm saying hmm. you get to play it with another couple of pals. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, God. Or you play it on your own with a caddy that they provide. How much genuinely? And I'm saying if somebody said to you right now, right, done, you'll do it. What would you pay? Hmm. Oh, God, that is such a good question. It's a hard one because you think... Because it's it, easy to pick a number, you don't but have, you do put the thought behind it, it's like, okay. Uh, you, you know, you can take out a, uh, a loan, <laughs> an interest-free lo loan to do this. <laughs> Were you getting one of those just now? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> can I speak to your bank manager? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. But that is Yeah. Or say so, the usual three point five percent loan. So hypothetically I give you a number, someone comes in, takes that money off me, and I'm getting to play Augusta. You're getting to play Augusta and you get to play it, you know, in good weather. Oh, everything. God. And you get to go into the clubhouse after and have smoked salmon and scrambled eggs and strega bacon. <laughs> I don't want their bacon. American bacon. American is bacon. Shit. Nice. Two grand. Jesus Christ. I've spent two grand in petrol this year. Are you that honestly how high you're going? Two grand? Yeah, because someone's going to come and just take that uh, money let's away. Let's just from. delete this honesty box, honestly. Why, where are you going? I, I, you're having a laugh. Augusta, you, the highest you'd go is two grand. Yeah, but bear in mind, you're tired of my brother in law. <laughs> I'm a member of the media. I get that opportunity in the draw, as you say. There's a chance you could go your entire life and never get to play that, but the thing you'll pay is two grand. I've got a wife. I've oh. got a daughter. So, well, that, to be fair, 
That is the question. So the highest you would go is two grand. It's uh, is eighteen so holes of golf. So somebody said somebody two, said two, two grand you, feels like a hell so, of a so lot of money. So somebody said to you, give us three grand, and you get to play Augusta. You would say no. This is the point. So I'm going to go to three, and you're thinking about it already. So how, how I'm contemplating I, it, but I'm struggling at that. Two grand feels. I'm okay with that in my head. Yeah. All right. My brother-in-law went to Pebble Beach late last year. He played Pebble. He played another two courses. He was only there for four days. Flights, everything. Best part of four and a half, five grand. Yeah, that's traveling. That's not, what was yeah, his green yeah. fee? Oh, like I think that's the second highest green fee in the states. I think it's like seven hundred and fifty dollars. So you're only paying a little bit more than that to play Augusta. Pebble Beach, not seven hundred and fifty dollars, yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought maybe about five fifty, six hundred. No, I mean, no, I know it's, more, it's a lot. It's the but. second most, in, but you got to play. In, you got to stay in a hotel and stuff like that. But your green fee, is, that's one. So it's but yeah, you're, you're, your your comparison's flawed. You're saying well, he spent thousands, yeah, on travel. This right. is uh, to so, be clear, uh, is so, this the green fee? So, yes. So right. if I said two grand, so if I said three thousand, but give me three thousand pounds right now, Michael, and I'll get you a tea time at Augusta. You've got it. Would you pay that? To see, you're thinking about it now. I'm just checking to see what the exchange rate is on that. Three thousand dollars is two thousand four hundred and twenty-seven pounds. Right, I'll do this for you. Two thousand five hundred pounds. <laughs> see, you got up five hundred. But that's it. It's like uh, a- those trainers cost a hundred quid. It's not another four hundred. Just. They're from the outlet, mate. They so, ah, okay. <laughs> so you're going two thousand five hundred pounds. pounds. That's your max. That's my ceiling. Yeah, no. I'm so, what, where are you? Uh, uh, seriously, Augusta National. How many people do you know you've met? I've only met. I've ever, only ever met two people, three people that have played Augusta, apart from golfers. Yeah. One of them. One of them. I tell you what. Yeah, and the only those three people all work in the industry. They're all journalists. So. They were the lucky ones. I've never met anyone that played it with a pal. Even a caddy or a coach, never been allowed. So that is, that's how precious it is. And you're prepared to pay £2,500 for it. I get all that, but... Do you know what I think? You like playing on your own. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine just getting a caddy and the guy doesn't talk through the entire and you just hold your club and said, right, go and have a blast. You get to knock it round Augusta National in pristine condition. Great weather. You get a free sandwich at half halfway. <laughs> Do you? Ball of Gatorade. <laughs> a wee pouch at the start. Honestly. Some teas. I think... I mean... I would be taken out alone. Right, so... It's not necessarily money that you've got right now that you can go and no, spend. What, if you take out a loan, do the three point five percent on a low rate loan rate from a bank. You're not. It's not that much. If you take out whatever amount that I'm going to tell you, I'm taking out to it's, pay that back. It's an impossible question. It's I know, a genuinely that's why, impossible. That's why question. it messes with your head because you think it's just a payment every month to cover the fact that you got to play Augusta. I know. The, the thing is. It seems to me like you quite like the idea of being able to tell people that you've played. No, 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 it's not that. But you, no, 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 do you not know what I mean? No, no, no. Well, I want to play that golf course because you said, yeah. But the, the other part is that you want to be able to say you've done it because you've mentioned that you only uh, know three people who. But done I'm it, always so you, jealous. You, I know a guy yeah. who's played it twice, and in fact, it's he's walked on those greens, and I'll never be able to do that. That's the great thing about golf in this country. You can walk on any golf course, yeah. play it, awesome. 
can't do that, Augusta. You cannot do that. And you will never do that. Unless I said, give me this amount of money. And you can. But you're only going to go to £2,500. Because it's... Take it's a lot this of money. the right way. It's still just 18 holes of golf. Absolutely. It's four out. If I'm playing on my own, it's three and a half hours. And what could I do with that two and a half? If I was playing instead? on my own, it'd be nine hours. <laughs> I'll just drop another one here, thanks. <laughs> it's like, what, what else could I do? How could I better spend two and a half grand? Do you know what I mean? That's, that's the question. That, that is it. Where, I, I, can't, I can't believe you started at two and a half grand. I actually didn't. You started at two. Where are you? I, I have to ask. Genuinely, if someone said... Bear in mind can, th that you're being held to this. Somebody's going to come and take the money for oh you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is what I'm saying. This is not a flipping... This is a genuine conversation. This is a... You have to go to your mm -hmm. wife and say, by the way, I took out a bank loan to, to do play this. Augusta National to play this, and this is what it's going to cost me every month. So I already know straight away... I'm at seven, eight thousand pounds. Somebody said, Do you want to play Augusta? I'd be like, Yeah. How much are you going to cost? If you give me seven thousand pounds, you can play Augusta. I would be I would be on online banking straight away. Wow. Seven grand to play Augusta. Pounds. Seven thousand pounds. You're with me. I don't think I would go higher than that, genuinely. You said seven to eight. Seven to eight, yeah. But I'm, I'm, the more I think about it, I'm going to sit at seven. I, honestly, I was at five, but the more I talked about it, the more excited I got. <laughs> £7,000 is $8,500, just over. Yeah. You would pay that for one round? Yeah. Ooh, I can get you down to Augusta National. Can you give me £7,000, please, please? <laughs> I know someone. No, I'm, no you don't. <laughs> I'm not that stupid. But it's it, it, it messes, messes with, you. with your yeah. head because I'm excited about playing golf this year. I'm, I have not played golf for a long time. I said I would play winter golf and I didn't. I can't wait to get back out and play and you need to play more golf this year. Got a few things going on, but I'll try. But if somebody said, all you need to do is give me seven grand, you're on that plane, you're driving up Magnolia Lane, you're getting your lunch... The spack scrambled egg in that clubhouse is amazing. You can go in and get your breakfast. With a hot out, sauce. Go out, yeah. Go out, put in those greens, chip, stand on the 12th tee and hit a soft baby fade in with a nine iron. You're laughing your head off. All for seven grand. <laughs> and you're guaranteeing the weather? Oh, I'm guaranteeing the weather. How am I getting there? Who's paying for that? Don't worry about that, that's... I've got to worry about it. It's the other side no, of the world, that, for Christ's sake. I know, but let's, it's never going to happen, so <laughs> don't worry about that. They'll magically teleport you there. All right, okay. Yeah, that's that's fee covered by... So it's £7,000, you're saying, I'm saying 2500 See, the difference is you're at 2500 and I'm at seven. We're not miles uh, off, We're not miles fair. off, and you think about that monthly payment from the bank is probably... You know, right? Clydesdale Bank loans calculator. I'm, I'm, I'm Santander, mate. All right, well, that's fine. Santander. It'll be three point five or three percent personal loan. It will be about eighty, seventy pounds a month for I would, over three years, four years. Okay, so what are you at? You're at seven thousand pounds. Seven thousand pounds. I would like to borrow seven thousand pounds. 
I can't believe in the first podcast of the year we're on a banking app. <laughs> Taking out a loan. Please always going to say gamble responsibly. Yeah, this isn't gambling, gamble. this is investment in your happiness. Mr. Ritchie, how many years would you like to repay this loan over? I'll I'll five always feels like you can't afford it, so I'm gonna take four. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to screw yourself for the sake of appearances. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, four so years. Over four years, a representative example of seven point two percent APR, your seven. loan amount of seven thousand pounds. Your monthly repayment for the next four years will be £167.54, total amount repayable, just over £8,000. Who are you getting your 7%? Who are you getting your banking from? Santander. Sort that out. I'll get a 3.5% elsewhere. But that's, that's, let's say ballpark then, yeah. £150 to £170 yeah. monthly repayment for four years. Now, how many times do you go to Greg a week? Greg's a week. I've not been to Greg's, genuinely, for All a right. couple of months. Paul's Dairy. What do you spend there every day? Four pounds. Add that up over the course of a month. So four pounds, three times a week. It's 12 pounds. About 40 quid. 40 quid. But I need to eat. I don't necessarily need to play golf. Do you know what I'm saying? You're you're comparing lunch. With survival. (laughs) your, your, Your logic for this one is, see if you just stopped having lunch and became malnourished. No, 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 no. You because the nutrition your, content of lunch. my lunch is really good. Listen, I've seen, I've seen your lunch. So just bring in your lunch. What? I still have to pay for that. It's not like I'm stealing my but the lunch. the question deep down is, would you starve yourself to play Augusta and I would? <laughs> <laughs> for 48 months. <laughs> oh, for the love of God, ladies and gents, don't starve yourself for a round of golf. I think Bryce, I hope Bryce is joking, but I, I, I can't be sure. Let us know. I genuinely, I'm I, when you when you first posed this question to me, Bryce. I thought, mm, you know, but now I I actually want to know. Everyone who listens, tell me uh-huh. how much you would pay yeah. under those circumstances. I don't want to hear someone come in and say, "I'd I'd pay a million because you don't have a million, okay, and you're not going to be able to borrow a loan for a million. Be realistic about it. You're given the opportunity to play Augusta National. Someone will take the money off you. How much you paying? Simple as that. That's it's. That's a great question. Fair play. I'm genuinely... You've contributed to the show already this year, Bryce, which is a start. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much indeed for your time, Bryce. Good to catch up after Christmas and to get back into the swing of doing these things. So more to come from us this year. Loads of exciting things happening. Great guests in the pipeline. Specials, all that sort of stuff. And one thing that I can't tell you about that is coming very soon on the horizon I think which is going to be hugely exciting and I'll leave it on that cliffhanger thank you very much to Callaway for their continued support of the podcast we'll be back this time next week until then bye bye for now